The situation is grave. A ship was boarded by person or persons unknown, their objective being to destroy it and everyone on it. As head of the bomb disposal team, your task is to get on board the ship and defuse these bombs. Sixteen have been detected, and the signature coming from each is slightly different, so no two bombs will be the same. You have ten minutes. Good luck. Hello, and welcome to Once Upon a Die. My name is D.A. Xavier, and this is a podcast about solitaire board games, thematic or otherwise. This is episode 5, first broadcast on August 30th, 2016. Today's game, Fuse. This game will self-destruct in 10 minutes. Published by Renegade Game Studios in 2015, and designed by Kane Clanker. On training difficulty, your task is to defuse 16 bombs within 10 minutes. Now let's get the dice rolling. Fuse, this game will self-destruct in 10 minutes, henceforth referred to as Fuse, is a game I tripped across by accident. Having played a couple of other bomb defusal games, I had not found one that could be played solitaire until I came across this. The premise of the game is incredibly simple. The game contains 54 bomb cards, five of which are designed to make the game harder than it already is, which I've not yet played with, so I play with 49. You deal four of these face up in front of yourself, and then create a deck of 16 to 25 more, depending on the difficulty level that you choose to play on. There are five. Training, Standard, Expert, Elite, and Insane. I have played thus far entirely on training difficulty, and we'll come back to that in a moment. Into this deck, you shuffle six random Fuse cards from a deck of 11, and this is the deck for your game. You deal five cards out, face up, into the middle of the table, and place the rest of the deck next to those. You then take the game's 25 dice, five each in the colours red, yellow, blue, green and black, and place them into the bag. Setup is complete. I describe the setup fully to demonstrate how little there is to get ready for this game, since for a game that is so enjoyably stressful as this, it is exactly as complicated as it needs to be, and no more, and that is a great credit to it. There are two more things that must be described. Each card, or bomb, has a layout of varying numbers of squares, with numbers, colours, or both within them, and some other symbols between. These show the colours and or numbers of dice that you must place onto that bomb to defuse it. If a bomb has a red square, a blue square, and a white square, and the white square has a 2 in it, then you must place on that bomb a red die, a blue die, and a die of any colour showing the two-point face. A more complicated card might show that you have to create a pillar of dice, with specific colours running from bottom to top, a pyramid with some dice balancing on others, or multiple dice of the same colour or number. At this point, credit must be given to Luis Francisco and Mark Magia, who created the art style for this game. It is very, very clear to see what you are trying to do at all times, and with a game like this, that is critically important. Placing dice on these cards sounds easy, but you're drawing three dice at a time from the bag, rolling them, and then placing them on the bombs. This still sounds easy enough, until you realise that for every die you cannot use, because you don't need it, you have to throw a die from one of the uncompleted bombs in front of you back into the bag, matching either the colour or the number of the excess die. If you don't have one, you don't need to worry about this, but if you have too many high-level bombs in front of you, it gets really hairy. Each time you complete a bomb's conditions, it is diffused, put to one side, and you draw a replacement from the tableau in front of you. 
replacing that in turn with the top card of the deck. You carry on until you defuse enough bombs to draw the last one from the middle of the table, at which point you win, any still in front of you turn out to be duds, or you run out of time and lose. You might also draw a fuse card from the deck. This shows either a number or a colour. As soon as this is drawn, you must put a die of that colour or number back in the bag and redraw until you get another bomb for the tableau. There are always, therefore, five in the middle of the table until the very end of the game. The company has also provided a timer app that you can download. This ticks every second and comes with one of two voiceovers, the basic voice or the personality voice. The basic voice will simply alert you every minute to the amount of time that you have remaining. The personality voice also panics, insults you, and generally distracts you in between its minute counts. It's a great addition, though as it is not randomised, you do know where it is going after a few plays. And to be honest, by the time you're halfway through the game, I find I tend to zone out the timer until I hear it call out a minute count anyway. But it is still very funny and an enjoyable addition to the game. At the end of the game, you tally up your score. 10 points for winning, 1 for every 10 seconds left, the number of points shown on the cards you've diffused, and 2 points for every fuse card you passed. This means that you get a score regardless of whether you win the game or not. That's probably a good thing, because this is a very hard game, as you might have gathered by the fact that I played this on training mode, the easiest of the five difficulties, I will just remind you of that. Normally I would want to base an episode on a higher difficulty, but it took me multiple plays before I could beat even training mode. However, I love this game, despite the difficulty of it. In fact, possibly because of the difficulty. There is something visceral about rolling dice frantically, trying to get what you need and praying you don't roll something you can't use, while a clock ticks your remaining time away, that I just cannot deny enjoying. I definitely don't play more than a couple of games at a time. It's a massive exertion, and in all the games I've played, I can only really compare it to the frenetic nature of Space Cadet's Dice Duel. There is also an immense satisfaction in diffusing a bomb that has been a struggle throughout. Perhaps you never drew the dice colours you needed, didn't roll the right numbers, or just kept rolling unusable dice or drawing fuses that made you take dice off the card. When I finally beat the game for the first time, six plays in, it felt like I had really achieved something. I then went and found a strong pick-me-up to celebrate with. It has to be said, although I'm making this sound like quite a task, it is really enjoyable. I cannot stress that enough. And it only lasts 10 minutes. As I said, I find I don't want to play more than a couple of times, but it's a game I can pull out when I have some time to fill and I don't mind if my stress levels go up in the meantime. A quick note about solitaire play versus multiplayer. There are a couple of differences. For a start, in multiplayer games, it plays up to five by the way, you have only two cards in front of you to start, not four. You also increase the size of the deck by one for each additional player, regardless of difficulty level. Finally, you draw a number of dice equal to the number of players, and so you are only ever going to get one die that's drawn out. Remember, there's only 25 dice, which means in a five-player game, you're only going to get five dice before they run out. For two players, you draw four dice and take two each. The biggest difference here is that there is a level of communication in multiplayer games that the solitaire game does not have. You have to be sure that the dice are going to the people most able to use them. There may be more bombs on the table at once, and therefore potentially a greater likelihood of a die being usable, but if you spread the dice out too thin, you'll run into problems anyway. The decision making in this game is limited, completely crazy, and so much fun. While I love my deeper games like Arkham Horror, Pandemic, or Mage Knight, there is definitely something to be said for a game that forces you to think on your feet and not take too long over any one choice. This is an absolute recommendation from me. 
This has been Once Upon a Die. Thank you for listening. I'd love to know what you think. Please get in touch with me via the show's guild on Board Game Geek to share your thoughts, offer your own experiences of the game, or to let me know if you'd like a particular game to be covered. I'll be keeping a thread updated there with the games I have lined up for the next few episodes. Please also listen back to the previous episodes if you have not yet done so. Particularly, if this is your first episode, I would encourage you to listen either to episode one or any of the other even-numbered episodes, as they have radio plays featured in them that are created by a single solitaire play of the game in question. If you enjoy the podcast, I would very much appreciate a review on iTunes, as your feedback is important to me and helps get the word out. Until next time, I thank you again for listening, and keep rolling those dice until the game is done. Once Upon a Die is a Dragon Literature production presented and edited by D.A. Xavier. This podcast is not affiliated with any games companies. Copyright for all game characters and materials remains with respective owners. Follow me at the show's new Twitter account, at Upon a Die Podcast, all one word. At the BGG Guild, or on my website, dragonliterature.com. The theme music is Distortion in Blues by FMGW. Licensed purchased from audiojungle.net. Random fact of the episode. Explosions are defined in the Collins English Dictionary as a violent release of energy resulting from a rapid chemical or nuclear reaction, especially one that produces a shockwave, loud noise, heat, and light. They are separated into detonations, created by high explosives and which travel supersonically in waves, and deflagrations, created by low explosives and propagating through heat transfer. We know one form of deflagration simply as fire, as most common fire is that. Explosions can be natural or man-made, and large or small. A small man-made explosion could be that made by a squib, miniature explosives used for a multitude of applications, but perhaps most commonly known for creating bullet impacts in movies. One of the largest known explosions is natural, a supernova, created when nuclear fission suddenly starts or stops in a star. Explosions have many uses. Many of these are destructive, though not necessarily violent or ill-intended, the controlled explosions that destroy an old block of flats, for example. Others are recreational, fireworks being a common example of those, or the aforementioned squibs. Many are of great use or help, one such example being detonating dynamite next to the wellhead of a burning oil well, which forces burning fuel and oxygen away from the fuel source, thus starving the still-erupting oil of flame to ignite it.